interesting is it fun is it david lynch's dune all over again but with better budget is fear still the mind killer yes okay <laughs> that's never going to change nope and it, it just means that fear factory has uh, fresh san- voice samples that they can use for their next set of albums they use that they've used that sample a couple times anyways i'm brent and with me is jen hi and kevin hello and Ryan. Hello. So we've got some news, and then we're going to get into the Dune review, because we've all seen it in various forms. I think mm-hmm. Kevin's the only one who saw it on the big screen. I which, uh, did see it in a, an actual movie theater. But I mm. might go back and see it in the theater. Spoilers for later. Ooh. Uh, Ryan, what's in the news this week? What's in the news? Well, as we finished recording two weeks ago, as opposed to a month ago, like Brent thought. <laughs> it's been um, a long two weeks. <laughs> uh, that weekend was DC Fandome. Ooh. And of course, so we got all kinds of first looks and trailers and uh, glimpses of stuff in uh, that we'll be getting over the next couple of years. Uh, but let's start with, we'll start with the Batman. So we got a new trailer for the Batman. Everybody saw that? Yes. Definitely looks like Batman. And people have thoughts? It's a Batman trailer. I think I saw it. Did I see it? Yes, you saw it. Okay. You, That's how much of an impact it had because Jen's a goldfish. Colin Farrell is unrecognizable. Yeah, okay. look I don't cool. want him to be recognizable when he's playing the penguin. I want it to be like, oh, that's the penguin, not, oh, that's Colin Firth. That's, yeah. that's Colin Farrell. That's... Colin Firth as the penguin yeah. would be a very <laughs> different, different movie. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, fine then. Moving on. Um, it was okay. Like, it, it was. It's, we didn't really learn a hell of a lot more in it. We got more look at, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Catwoman. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yes. I have no memory of this trailer. Are you sure I watched it? Yes. Huh. You're, you're not a particularly a big fan of Batman, no. though. So it doesn't surprise me. Nope. So we had that. I really well, hope they explain his origins, though, because, man, am I ever... I have no actually, idea Actually, I don't think happened. so. I think this one you're you're it maybe briefly, but it's it sounds like this is like year one, year two Batman. Yeah. Like he, year two Batman. He's been working at it for a while. Yeah. So like Gordon's not necessarily the police and him aren't like buddies. Uh, buddies. He's not. They're not friends, but they're also probably not. Uh, they have a bad signal, so they're not necessarily uh, you know looking to arrest him when they see him too. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, we got our first look at the Flash. That trailer I remember. You mean you mean Batman co-starring the Flash? Yeah. Let, let, let's let's be specific. Movie. Batman 89 yes. co-starring the Flash. Uh, multiple Batmans and multiple, multiple flashes. flashes. Is every single f- plot for every single Flash 
comic or movie or whatever, Flash fucks up time. Is that just the only thing he does? Only no. since 2011. Yeah, no, only since the, the the comic Flashpoint got written. It it has been a focal point of their their thinking of what to do with that character, and I yeah. that's for literally life of me, I don't know why. all he does is screw up time. Like that's why we st- I, one of the reasons I stopped watching the show because I really enjoyed it, but I just got so sick of oh, the plot is he screwed up time again. Mm-hmm. Well, they only did that like once, maybe. It was the they, whole first they and did it like a, they did it a couple <laughs> no, different times the in the same the, season. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't do it the whole first or second. They did Flashpoint, which ended up, I think, being the focal point of season two. Yeah, yeah but, but there's uh, also the but, animated movie that came oh, no. out. Oh, well, yeah, but that was but that was based on the comic. And now that there's a the whole movie good. of him screwing up time. Oh yeah, I was, like Flash. Like he's a good character. I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed the car the uh, the show until it got really repetitive, and I enjoy. I enjoyed him in the uh, Justice League cartoon. I enjoyed him in the uh, Justice League movie. Have you watched any of the later, uh, the latest um, DC animated films, specifically the Justice Society movie? No, no, I keep forgetting that even came out. So that one, um, the Flash, the Flash that we're all talking about, is a major character in that. He fucks up and goes back in time oh and ends God. up, <laughs> and ends up on an on an alternate Earth, yeah. on Earth two with. And that's not to say the trailer looked bad. It's it's just like um, the the thing is the the not necessarily the time traveling, but like the dimension hopping and and that has been built into the character since he was created in the like nineteen fifty nine. His superpower yeah. isn't speed; it's fucking up time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the side effect of his superpower. Are you sure? Maybe no. it's the other way around. <laughs> like multiverses in comics began with the Flash. Yeah. And like, yeah. The, and like they could do some cool stuff. It's just it like... I get hit over the head we, with it. Do we have to do Flashpoint now? Couldn't we build up yeah, to Why later start on? with Flashpoint? Let's get to know this Barry Allen first. Yeah, exactly. The same reason that we killed off Superman in his second movie and used Doomsday in the second movie. Yeah. True. Because they have no patience to build anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's very true. Well... I'll get off maybe, that soapbox maybe, now. Maybe the uh, we won't. We'll bring <laughs> I'm up, it up on again that later. soapbox with you. <laughs> uh, to tie into probably one of the next things you're going to mention. Well, I'm not maybe, finished yet. I'll, uh, oh, but, okay. uh, oh, yeah. We, that was just my that rant. Just we, didn't first, actually, uh, we didn't actually talk, talk about, about the trailer. No, still, yeah. No, but we see 89 Batman. We, we, we hear yeah. Michael Keaton. We see the pointy ears and yep. the, of the cowl that you can't turn your head mm-hmm. in. We're in the Batcave, and we almost see the Batmobile. Yep. So, like... I'm so, on board for this movie. I don't care. Is, we get Matt. It means we get Michael Keaton back in the Bat costume, which means we might get other stuff. Like maybe we'll get a Batman Beyond, Beyond which would be him. that great. would be cool. So, but is Michael Keaton actually like a major part of that movie? You think, or is we, it just going to be like yeah. he pops into time, sees him, and goes, "Holy shit, it's '89 Batman!" and pops out of I, time again. I so. think <laughs> he's more involved in it than. Uh, ben Affleck's Batman yeah. is Ben Affleck's oh, Batman. Is Ben yeah. Affleck in the movie too. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Is the movie called Flash? Too many Batmans? No. No. Because there's at least three Flashes in this too. So. Too many Flashes. Yeah. And if too you many have Batmans. three Flashes and two Batmans, that's not too many Batmans. Is it called Multiplicity? <laughs> that's another Michael Keaton movie. But, <laughs> now but, I'm just thinking of the Batman that's been photocopied too many times. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Now, What's Batman doing with that toothpaste sticking it up his nose? Uh, that's fourth generation Batman. Oh, I gotta watch that movie again. Now we do, or we will see a Supergirl 
from the Batman, not Batman universe in this movie. So there's, I think we'll spend a lot more time in the Batman 89 verse mm. um, than we, than we might think. Or, you know, and only because, yeah, like we, we, they brought him back. There's scenes where they've, they've brought in a Supergirl that they're going to be introducing. So, you know, who knows, but I don't, I'm hoping that it means we get Michael Keaton action figure uh, as Batman action <laughs> figure and a cool, uh, brand new 89 Batmobile. I will watch that movie for this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Batman 89? Yes. Oh. You've never seen it? No. Huh? You've seen the 89 Batman. What? Isn't With that Michael what the Keaton? Flash movie's called now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, okay. Moving on. Uh, we got our first look at Black Adam. And that's the one that I'm like, he's doing some world building in that movie, so maybe... Uh, that movie I'm more interested in than any of the other movies. Somehow I missed the Black Adam trailer on Fandom Day, and I watched most of Fandom. You haven't gone back and watched it? No? No, I haven't. Oh. Did you see The Rock talking at all? Should we no, I guess I must have come in late. It? Was he early in the day? I don't know. I watched it afterwards. Huh. Well, actually, no, we no. watched it in the parking lot while I was it. waiting for my auction So winnings. it was around... <laughs> Lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, I must have been I must have come in later. Um and it wasn't like a full blown trailer, it was kind of a um a clip, some clips and, and some like shot because they're not done much on it yeah, yet. Yeah, it starts off with filming. like a clip of these people that like you know, like Tomb Raiders. They all talk about how much the rock is destined to be Black Adam and how he's perfect for the role. Yeah, there's that and you see the different actors saying, I'm I'm Doctor Fate. I'm so and so and and the rock is perfect for this role. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Adam Smasher, and they they've shown off like some still images of the actors in some of the suits, like yeah. what Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. And oh, oh yeah. fuck, it looks good. He looks good. I don't know. Do you see the, the the helmet of fate in Pierce Brosnan's hands when he's talking to someone? I was like, ooh, it's shiny. <laughs> I like it. You want that for your helmet collection? Oh, I, I've, I've always wanted a Doctor Fate. DC helmet. Direct was going to do one, and it got canceled before it like came out. Well, you, they, they did one years and years and years ago. Yeah, but they were going we were collecting stuff. Like they that. were going to do a new one. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember. It was I think that that short lived Mark Hamill like collectibles show that he did. I want to wow, say for okay. YouTube or something. I remember that show. Yeah, yeah. So he went to the DC offices in LA. And got to go through their archives and stuff. Oh, nice. And he, he notices it, and they mentioned that it was a prototype for oh, something nice. that never yeah. came out. I'm like, God damn it, well, it looks so good! And they've had so <laughs> many good copies of it like on live-action TV. Like the yeah. That one season we got of Constantine, uh, he had the helmet in his underground lair in his little basement. He mm. was keeping it, protecting it. Until I don't want to see that show. Around. I never watched that show. Um, it's good. It should, I it, like Constantine. It should have gotten another season. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that looks like it's gonna be good. You know, you hear the word Shazam, he shows up, he kills some bad guys or some people that were grave robbing. It'll it's be a, interesting to see the plot of this movie because it's so, you got the JSA and you've got Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna work together? Are they fighting him? Yeah, because Black Adam's a bad guy, isn't he? Bad He's guy, anti-hero. Yeah. Because I just think that it's kind of outside of the Rock's wheelhouse to play a bad guy. He yeah, was in the Justice be... League in the last reboot of that comic. Yeah, but it would also be kind of good to see the Rock do something a little out of his wheelhouse. Oh no, I I agree with you completely. But it's just like he seems to have cultivated this image of himself 
as the hero. Yeah. And he always plays, you know, the straightforward guy. He's never in a romantic unless he's married. You know, he doesn't do sex scenes or really any kissing scenes. And, you know, he's always the the epitome of the hero. So seeing him play a villain... Well, he he did try to hunt down the the guys from the Fast and the Furious, and when he first showed up in that, well, yeah, but, yeah, but he wasn't and even he a, a really a bad hero. guy. Yeah. Wasn't he the Scorpion King too? Yeah, uh, I guess I that's the only time that he's been a villain. But, was, but even then, that was just a CGI. That face. was like his second movie. And, so that well, count. no, like the Scorpion King in that uh, in that Mummy movie, bad guy. Scorpion King in the Scorpion King. Good guy, yeah. hero of the movie. Yeah. That's why I say like, when he was the bad guy, it was just a CGI version of his face. I wouldn't yeah. really call that acting. And now it's like, he even like, there's a whole other discussion we can have about The yeah. Rock and his parts on this. But he's even been like the entire time he talks about Black Adam. It's always refer. He's always referred to as an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. never re- referred to as a bad guy, which no. is, makes me interested, more interested in the movie, knowing absolutely nothing about Black Adam. Well, and that's for my for my limited experience of reading Black Adam and stuff. Usually, it's um, if he's working with the bad guys, it's only because it's in his best interest, and it's usually it's he's protecting his country or he's trying mm-hmm. to get his country back. Um, even when he, he has works, his own country. Yes, yeah. he's the leader he of was, Kandak. Yeah. Until he is that a country on Earth? No. Okay. Yeah. In, yes. Well, in, yes, yes, but not, in not in real life. Well, I know not in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you ask? Yeah, it's next well, to Bialya. Could have been on another planet. I don't know. It's next to Bialya. Where's what's Bialya? It's a country in the DC universe. Yeah. Sort DC of. Is what the continent king are we on? We're, we're looking at like um, so Central Asia. Okay. Like, I want to say it wasn't until, like, like, the 80s that, like, Detroit and New York were acknowledged as existing in the D.C. Yes. Yeah, because they always rename the the cities and and everything. My favorite Black Adam story probably is from 52. Yes. When he, when we got, so there was the Marvel family with Captain Marvel and Mary Marvel and Marvel Jr. And then the Black Marvel family with Black Adam and Isis and Osiris. Yeah. It was really... It's really that's really good. That's probably my the the most reading of Black Adam that I've done. And he was also in the JSA book for quite a while during yeah. sort of that time frame too. The 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 updated costume is pretty cool for the the movie. It's definitely taking cues from the Shazam movie a little bit, mm. and that new update that Shazam had in the comics. Like he's got the the, the hood. hood. He has the hood. I have Black another cape. question. Yeah. yeah. Does yeah. he have anything to do with Shazam? Yes. yes. <laughs> He was the so in the comics he was the the champion before Shazam. Yeah. Oh. So like, does he have to say Shazam to transform? I don't know if, uh, yes. if that's his if that's his magic yes. word too. And or? he was given the powers like in ancient Egypt. So like that's he's he's like Hence Osiris and Isis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and hence why he took over like he used his powers to take over his country and like save his liberate his people like uh. 3000 years ago. Yeah, oh, and then okay. I don't know in the, how he who imprisoned him or who entombed him or he got taken off the shelf. Like he got put on the shelf, got put away. His powers got taken away, so that no, somebody his, else no, he just got taken away. He just kind of, of got like locked away oh. magically or something in comic book jail. Yeah, in comic book. Well, I don't even know if it was in comic book jail, but I mean, well. like in timeline, like, he went from that time to then he got released in the modern modern time. Like, mm-hmm. He wasn't operating for three thousand years. He just kind of woke up, and it was like then that's why he wanted to take his country back. I'm yeah. really curious to see how it connects to Shazam. Yeah, yeah. 
other like, than like just the being, film, yeah. and, right? It's, they're they've got to meet up at some point. Yeah. Now, hopefully not. Like that's again, DC. If you're listening, this is something you can build. Well, that'll be to. it'll yeah. be Shazam three or Black Adam two or a combination of yeah. Them. Well, it'll it'll Black Adam two works Adam. because then you get the other Shazam movie comes out. Yeah, which and, we can talk about now. We yeah. got Shazam Fury of the Gods. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, clips for that too. Did anybody see that? I'm sure we all saw it. Anybody remember? Uh, I think Did so, I but that? I don't remember much about it. Like it was just clips. No, and... we see like Zachary Levi having fun. Yeah, yeah. we see in it uh, the some of the, a couple of the ladies that are the the, the gods that are showing up. Yeah, and uh, shooting and attacking Helen Mirren things. And is this movie going to make me angry? No, oh. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a crapshoot with you sometimes. I know. I don't know what I've gods been, it is. So. I've been more relaxed lately when it comes to people fucking Helen up mythology. Mirren, who's the other one? Um, um, I don't know. Let's see. But yeah, I, I'm, I, I loved the first one enough that I'm like, I, I'm oh yeah, the first Shazam movie was great. Yeah, and so now this one we'll get now we'll, you know we have the family too with them, right? So we'll get more of them in this movie as well. Yeah, wasn't that the, the evil worm that Kevin was over super excited Lucy about? Lucy That's it. Lucy Lou and Helen Mirren are like the evil gods going on a rampage of some cool. Sort. Uh, yes, the, the, you know, Mr. Mr. Evil Worm. Mr. Mind. Yes. Oh, is Mr. Mind in this movie? No. He was oh, at no, the no, end no. of the first Shazam. We just know that Oh, that's right. He was at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Well, she's on you got super went, excited about the little evil worm. I love the little evil worm. <laughs> didn't we see a scene with him talking to the other bad guy in the post credit scenes? Yes, because that's where... Kevin was excited. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I saw Mr. Mind on Teen Titans Go, but then I think something stepped on him. Oh, yeah. No, he's been around a few (laughs) times and a few different things. A great Mr. Mind story is also part of 52. Most of my DC knowledge is from Teen Titans Go. I don't remember if I read 52. I don't think I did. One of the best I kind of want to read the Black Adam one now. Mm. Yeah, it's... Well, 52 was that that one year-long comic. Every week was a new issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was filling in the time between. There was a one-year gap. Yeah. At, after an in, infinite crisis. Yes. Where like Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman all took a year off for different reasons after the crisis, and so it also was, has. Uh, that's where Renee Montoya becomes the question. In, yes. In that series, She's in right? that. So and yeah, was, those were the the, the four main. There was also, main characters. There was, was a plot line too with Starfire and Animal Man and Adam Strange. Yep, out in space. And then there was the Black Adam plot line, there was the Booster Gold plot line, and then there was the Renee Montoya with introducing Batwoman. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. That's where we got our first appearance of Batwoman. Was yeah. In that run, so, yeah, no, it's a great. If you can find it, you can find it digitally, you can find it in trades. There's I've an omnibus the of the whole thing, too. Yeah. It's worth a read if you can find it. Because it was DC's four best creators on a single book. Yeah, it was Rucka, John, Morrison. John's Morrison was on that one. Yeah, I'm. Wow. I'm pretty was sure he, it was Morrison. Was he doing the space stuff? And um, who was the fourth? It was because um, the space stuff had like Lobo and his uh, religion of space dolphins and stuff. Yeah, that was a little. That was the one that was like okay. Mark Wade. Mark Wade was the Mark fourth. Mark Wade worked on it. Oh yeah. wow. Keith Giffen did all the layouts. Yeah. And that's how it kind of looked uniform all the time. Oh, and through. then there was the um, Elongated Man plot, too. with Because um, his wife had been killed and he was trying yes. to find a way to bring her back. 
Yeah, there was some people making a whole cult behind her. And then there was a plot yeah. as well with Steel and his niece. Yeah, that one I don't remember. I remember you. Not oh, is that the one, is that the storyline where everybody was given superpowers and the Lex Luthor turned them off? Yeah. So yes. she she had a suit of armor. Yes. And oh, he yeah. was trying to take it away from her because she wasn't listening to him. So she went to Lex Luthor and got powers and joined his new Infinity Inc. team. Yeah. Yep. All right. What else you got there? <laughs> We're still at weird. Fandom. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Peacemaker. Yep, we got another trailer. We got a trailer mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, that one. We where watched. we get to see him being hugged by his eagle. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like he's got some daddy issues. <laughs> I think that's going to be a, a lot superhero of fun. with daddy issues. Who'd have thought? No. And we'll see him in his tidy whities again. I'm okay with that. That uh, I figured you would be. <laughs> did you see that one? Have I you don't, watched it yet? No, I, I don't think I've watched the Peacemaker trailer either. Oh, it's funny. I, came in, I must were, have come in super late. Because you were supposed to, because the vigilante costume yes, in it? Yes, I have seen a picture of the vigilante cool. costume. It does look amazing. It's like you, me, and my friend Peter Kelly are the only people who care. Because he was created by Wolfman and Perez yeah. in t- Teen Titans in yeah. the early 80s. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Uh, okay, and then we got to look at the two new games that are coming, Gotham Knights and uh, Suicide Squad. Yep. Uh, the so Suicide it's... Squad kills the Justice League. Yes. <laughs> That's what the game's called. Yes. Did they actually kill the Justice League? They're so, we don't it know. looks like the Justice League have been taken over by Brainiac. Yeah, because mm. uh, um, yeah, there's a few funny parts. You know, We get to see the the whole, you know, the, 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 the chip that controls them so Waller can, uh, can zap them. If they're getting out of line, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a pretty, you know, there's a funny sequence um, where they capture like the penguin, and uh, he's running. He tries to run away from them, like he won't stay. So she's like, "Okay, one sec," and so she gives him a zap, and he falls down, and they're all kind of like, "Oh, wow, wow, that, he's 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 still going. Look at him go!" And so, okay, and so zap him. He's lying on the ground, convulsing. And he just keeps, you know, and then. They're all kind of laughing, and then King Shark chimes in. He's like, uh, 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 blow his head up! <laughs> so, but yeah, so, you know, you get a little funny. It looks like, it looks like it's going to have some interesting humor. Mm. No idea still about the gameplay. It very much looks like the Arkham games, so mm. I think it's the same studio working on it. So that could, uh, you know, it could be that type of game. And then the Batman one, it looks like the story uh, involves the... Uh, the Court of Owls. And Batman being dead. Yeah. It's the the Batman family as opposed to... Is he a ghost? Bat ghost? Nope. <laughs> just, the, just the kind of ghost that haunts you, not the kind of ghost that shows up. Haunts their memories, not real oh. life haunting. <laughs> you know, kind of, you have to try to still live up to your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they look good. They're coming over the next year. Um, do, 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 there was talk of the HBO Max exclusive uh, Batgirl movie. Yes. Ooh. So this I did see when I watched Fandom. I saw the talk of that and the Blue Beetle. And then we got the first look of like the artwork or what the costume will pop, will look like for Blue Beetle. Yeah. With a big uh, Cord Industries in the background because I'm not sure. To be interesting to find out if Ted Cord is alive in this mm. and working as like a mentor. To Jaime, to Jaime, or is he dead? Yeah, I only know about the Blue Beetle from the Justice and the Young Justice group. Is that the the oh, show? Oh yeah, Young Justice. Yeah, so that's yeah. Jaime. 
I liked him. He was one of my favorite characters. Yep. <laughs> so prior to him being Blue Beetle was the one that hung out with Booster Gold, who's Ted Cord. And now he was dressed as in a costume, called himself Blue Beetle, but he didn't have the, he had the Scarab, but he didn't have the Scarab powers like like Jaime does. His, uh. He was more like Batman. Yeah, uh, but dressed as you know, dressed, dressed as a beetle, yeah. <laughs> and more fun loving, and, yeah, and, and and a lot more fun. He's another character that DC bought and is now doing stuff. With. Yeah, well, and then killed him. Yeah, well. and then yeah, I think he's back in the comics now, though, isn't he? I don't know if he's. I know his his son is apparently dressing like him. It's like a Ted Cord Junior. Oh. That's hanging out with. With, uh, with Booster? Booster now, oh. I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Kayla said. I asked her because she's the she's the Booster, the Booster Gold, Gold expert. expert. <laughs> uh, do do Oh, so we got an announcement for a season four of Young Justice. I've been watching that. Way to kill the headline of it's available to watch now. How you know, you've been watching it through ways means yeah, it's uh, good. It's only available at the moment, other than through means uh, through H on HBO Max. Yes, the plot is about Superboy and Miss Martian's wedding, and most of the action takes place on Mars. So far, there's only four episodes. Oh, that in. sounds cool. Yeah, sounds like the first half and of the season's gonna be now. The second half is gonna come out in the spring. Can I give tiny spoiler? Yeah, sure. Go for Some it. of my favorite characters have shown up. The Legion. Well, they, they, I was going to guess that, but then you spoiled well, your spoiler. They teased. <laughs> they teased the Legion at the end of last season. Yes. And then uh, in the clip they that we they did show off that you could watch on YouTube it was like the first two minutes I think of the first mm-hmm. episode. Uh, I think it's either in that or a different clip where you actually see. Um, I want to say it's Saturn Girl. Yeah. So there's we've seen three Legionnaires so far: Saturn Girl, Phantom Girl, and Chameleon Boy. Interesting. And then I love that show. I love yeah. Young Justice. I don't know why it's season one and two were on Netflix. Season three was on on television, yeah. Here in Canada, and it's and it it's not on, on Crave. It's not on Crave. No. It's not anywhere. Because that would have been my my guess of where it would have ended up. Because they're getting so much HBO content. Yeah, exactly. So, well, right HBO now Max there hasn't content. been any announcements uh, for it to appear anywhere outside of the states, like for season Damn four. It. So just yeah. message me. I'll 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 let you know what my means are, yeah. but I won't do it publicly <laughs> through this forum. Nope. Next. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so we also got uh, to round things off a announcement: the four eight Titans season four. Yay! Yeah, I haven't watched season three yet. Yeah, I just I just finished watching season three. I, okay. Is be, that available? I'll be honest, I bailed it's, after like three. So you use means. Yes, you use means I to use watch means season to three. Watch okay. Season three. I think we watched, yeah, we watched like three episodes, right? Yeah, neither one of us got into it. It was yeah. okay, but I'm glad there's just, so much TV to watch and so much and YouTube. No, it, it's, it, it is very much, a, it's an old, you know, it's cool to see these characters on t- on a show in live action. Some of the stories, you know, some of it's, eh, some of it, you know, first season's a bit, a bit rough. Second season was better. Mm-hmm. This season, I don't know if it's as good as season two or at least it's at least on par with season two. It just feels like the characters don't use their powers for anything, especially because like special budget. effects cost yeah. money. Yeah. Especially Beast Boy, like 
Why well, is he this even Beast there? Boy from this from this from as we've learned in season three, this Beast Boy, I don't he doesn't really know how to turn into many different animals. Uh, he doesn't really he kind needs of, to go to the zoo. Kind of, well, he doesn't know how to really control his his like, power. Oh, Got that's it. what an antelope looks like. Got it. <laughs> well, this is why I think he pretty much just only turns into that tiger. Yeah. You know, they paid for that effect and <laughs> They rented one tiger and painted it green. And yeah. Like, well, now we can't return it. <laughs> now we can't return it. <laughs> Every once in a while, you get a good one, right? And that was it. <laughs> Tonight, mic drop. I'm out. Um, so yeah. So then that's pretty much it that I wrote down coming well, out of Fandom. There was the. Uh, there were two more things from Fandom that I remember. There was, th- this was a surprise, but I didn't know it was coming. The animated League of Super Pets movie that's coming next I want to say we <laughs> talked about we, it, but yes. in the case of like, it came up as like a thing, like with no trailer or anything, like a year or two ago. And we were all like, Really? Isn't like The Rock playing Ace the Bat Hound or something like that? Uh, I think, no. I think, or is he crypto? Or is it John Cena's doing a voice for it? No, it's, I think I think The Rock. I think you're right. I think The Rock is in it doing a voice. Yeah. But there was like there were clips from it, so this is oh, a real movie. Then, oh no! Oh, yeah, yeah, I got like, and it's coming out next summer. Yeah, I no. What I meant was like, I believe we like we talked have, about it on an episode. We when have it talked came about up, it because I think, and it was kind of like. That who we talked about this that? followed by like eh, it might never happen. I hope it's like the Secret Life of Pets. It could very well be. Well, it, Have you guys seen that movie? It's or awesome. It could be DC's Into the Spider Verse. You yeah. know. <laughs> now we also another one. I think I did see a, some a blurb about it. I didn't look into it because I'm just like, oh my god, still shaking my head. Is that uh, not Cars? Cars kind of about PC? the Batmobile? Yeah. Yes, there was oh, there were clips from that, that too. We've talked about it before. Yeah, the Batmobile has a bad name. If you yeah, there's a show oh, about oh, all is of it Batty. Something like that. It's a, it's a preschool show about Batman's. Um, okay, well, if it's a preschool show, Batman's yeah. vehicles. Yeah. Because uh, oh, there's a bat it? truck. Okay. If it's a preschool oh, show, no, that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not, fine. Yeah. If it's going to be like rated It's PG. not meant for us. And yeah. then <laughs> the biggest one that you didn't mention in my mind is the new Paul Dini Batman animated series, Batman Cape Crusader. Paul Dini and J.J. Abrams. Uh huh. No, wait, no, it's not Paul Dini, it's Bruce Tim. Oh, it's Tim, it? sorry, Bruce yeah. Tim. Yes. Tim no, and Because they got Abrams. one, they didn't get the other I'd for forgot whatever about, reason. As it was when I was trying to remember this, I had to, like, like, before I mentioned to Brent, I was like, I forgot that, almost forgot that, you know, all this stuff came out since we've recorded. Right. Because yeah. it was right after we recorded. Yeah. So. A month ago. Yeah, a so, month ago. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is something that is totally on my radar. Okay, so uh, League of Super Pets. Dwayne Johnson is the voice of Crypto. That Crypto. would be The Rock for the people who don't know what The Rock's real name is. And uh, Mark Maron is the voice of Lex Luthor in it. Which <laughs> is I think Lex is Luthor good a casting. hairless cat? <laughs> I don't know. No, you know, it's probably just like real Lex uh, Luthor. I should be like evil Lex Luthor. Now, IMDb cat. lists a ton of other people for it, but who knows if they're actually in the movie because it's yeah. IMDb. Like, apparently, according to this, Keanu Reeves is doing a voice for it. And. John Krasinski and Kate McKinnon, but like, and oh, uh, Kevin Hart is listed as Ace. Kev, that's who it is. Is the it was? There's your yeah, life your of duo pets. Uh, he was good in that movie. He was the bunny. <laughs> now right. I'm thinking of like which superhero or DC character would be what animal? Because I really like the idea of Lex Luthor as a hairless cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next. Next. Uh, okay, so we're moving out of DC, and we got a live-action Cowboy Bebop trailer. Now, I have never oh. seen this show. I've never watched a cartoon before. I know you to were looking forward into to it. it. The anime will be appearing on Netflix shortly. It already is, I think. Oh, I think is I it? I saw it I available. They've on had, it's one of those weird things. They've had the movie for, like, years, but not the show. Okay. Like, it's one of those animes that there's movie versions yeah, of it, yeah. too, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, lots of animes. And, but the, the, the full rights to the, the streaming of the show are, like, so it might be on now, but I know it's if it's not, then, it's soon. Okay, because so there's something Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop. You had it right. <laughs> I almost thought I was mixing it up with Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, Cowboy Bebop and Rocksteady. There you go. <laughs> uh, something is in my feed. So one of the either the movie, the cartoon, mm, something be. is showing up. Yeah. With we, wa- we watched like four episodes of the anime. Yeah, and we're going to watch more because I can need to finish Yeah, I know, I know. But, we also uh, started watching Doctor Who finally, and I want to watch that. Yes. It's been so, hard being home all week and not being able to watch Doctor Who. I would have binged <laughs> the whole season by now. You could have. You didn't tell that we were watching it together. <laughs> we are, but we're watching so many things together. Got to give you something. He tells me this now at you know eight thirty on my last night of vacation. Uh, <sighs> anyway, uh, so there's I guess a trailer, and there's yep. also like a little mini prequel episode clip thing where the trailer I saw is shot for shot the opening of the anime. Like they they mimicked it. Perfectly. Yeah, that was awesome. that was the one that I saw. That like that was a while ago. It was basically to show off the theme music because they're using the same theme song too. Good. The music's awesome. Yeah. But, so you, I think you will like it. Oh, I'm sure. I, it's I, been, I enjoyed the little clip thing that I saw. So it's been years since I watched Cowboy Bebop. I should probably rewatch it too. I liked the four episodes I've seen so far. I think I've seen the movie. Of the animated one, you mean? Yeah. yeah. There's only, what, 18 episodes of the it's animated It's not very long, long, yeah. Oh, really? See, I would have, from everything I've heard, I would have assumed that... That it ran for years and it was like Sailor it, Moon. It's yeah. one of those ones that it it was on, I want to say, what was it called? Toonami yeah. in the States. That yeah. like block on Adult Swim or Cartoon Network yep. of anime that hit at the right point, kind of like Dragon Ball, right? There's that sort of age bracket where this was the best thing ever. And I know like I know a lot of people who like it like uh like the occasional conversations that I've uh had with uh wrestler MVP online, he's a huge fan of that show. Yeah. Like huge. Are you talking about Cowboy Bebop or Dragon Ball? Cowboy Bebop. Oh, okay. It's it just it it hit like there's a couple of animes that came out yeah. of that Tsunami block that yeah. exploded in the states and are still there. Yeah, it, there are twenty six episodes of. Uh, yeah, so like okay. what we would think of as a traditional season. Yeah. Okay. So there's that now, um, and okay, so there's, uh, I guess, Empire Magazine has an article mm-hmm. uh, in which they pretty much are confirming uh, Sandman from Amazing Spider-Man three. Uh, sorry, from um, sorry, from Spider-Man Three. Yeah. Um. So which that's uh, he was the Hayden, best part Hayden of that Church. movie. Yeah, Hayden Christian Church. No. Uh, Thomas yeah. Hayden. Thomas Church. Hayden Church. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the lizard from Amazing Spider-Man will both be in No Way Home. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I'm a little concerned now that they're gonna do the too many villains route that they've well, done in so like many Spider-Man movies. It sounds like they're not Spider-Man gonna have movies. a Sinister Six. But they'll have five. A fearsome five. Hmm. 
e- either or. I just, <laughs> I wonder how much any of those guys are in the movie for length. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I trust in like as much as in Venom Marvel hasn't really been a huge thing for us. I trust in their their Spider-Man franchise so far. The two movies they've made with the help of Marvel have been great. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then uh, the way that Kevin Feige's been talking about it recently, like in the last this week, is he's been referring to it quite often as like Spider-Man's Endgame. Yeah. Does that mean it's going to be two movies? No, I don't Endgame think so. was only one movie. Please. No, I think I think this is what kind of sadly I think this is what shuts the door between Spider-Man and the MCU no. for a while. Be, but could yeah. wrap things up. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, no, oh, no, I was going to say he's in Doctor Strange, but no, Doctor Strange is in his movie. Yeah. yeah. And and also I like I feel that it's one of those things that like this is where Miles starts gaining steam. Possibly. Is, well, and, who knows and he is what separate will happen from with MCU. Sony. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Because at, uh, at this time, now that this movie's done, it's one of these, it's like Tom Holland is no longer under contract to be Spider-Man. Yep. He was the best Spider-Man, or is the best Spider-Man. Oh, damn. I just thought of well, something I that I didn't have written Peter down Parker. that I forgot. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Uh, is that it for your, your oh, new no, stuff? Oh, no, I still or? got new well, stuff. Well, keep going. Something... We, we can't make this a two-hour yeah, show. Yeah, we can. Uh, we saw we Buzz Lightyear. We got the first uh, Buzz Lightyear trailer. Yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah, it the does. First, I... Lightyear. It looks neat, but I have no idea. Like, how did this even happen? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? like, it's like... Yeah. Like, the, is it like, well, Toy Story's run its course, but we really like this Buzz Lightyear But we really character. want to what sell more Buzz Lightyear toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the molds already made. Fuck, what are we going to do with them? I think it's a really interesting concept to have the movie or the, the person or whatever it is in their reality that the toy is based off of. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It totally looks good. Well, I'll watch the it. way I look at it, all these people that are complaining that it's not Tim Allen doing the voice, that the voice is different. Like, well, just look at it this way. It's the movie from the Toy Story universe. Yeah. Okay. Or the real person or well, whatever, well, whatever well, it is. Well, yeah. it's a, I'm assuming it's a cartoon because there's aliens and you know, all that, you right? Yeah, well, but so this is the, so it's the movie of Buzz Lightyear, but maybe the toys are more based on the everyday cartoon of Buzz Lightyear. Where it's a different voice actor, <laughs> yeah, and and that's why the toys have a different voice. It it also the problem is is it fuels the the speculation of well Tim Allen is a right wing actor in Hollywood and that is why he's not getting roles anymore. That was a weird <laughs> accent you just did. I don't. Mm, I was that going was for like conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. Oh, okay. Theory was it aliens? <laughs> Yes. yes, it was aliens. It's always aliens, and not. I'm not, but like, and you know, yep. not to throw fire onto those tinfoil hats a little bit more. It's sort of right. It's it's Disney's way of being able to distance themselves from some of his not so great comments. Yeah. Um. So in the real world, there's some news that's interesting. Um, Facebook, real the world? company. Is changing their name and becoming called. They're going to be called Meta. Yep. 
Yeah, but Facebook itself isn't changing. No, Facebook yeah. itself isn't changing. Nobody would ever call it anything different. Instagram yeah. is still Instagram, but it's just the parent company that was that was also called Facebook yeah. mm-hmm. is now called Meta. Right. And apparently all kinds of people have been buying stock in Meta, which is uh, not this company, but is a uh, mining company. <laughs> yeah. Although that's not a bad thing to put money into. No, apparently, mm. apparently the stock went up like, oh, I don't know if it was 26% or something yes. like this. Or- over overnight or something. Yeah, went, Do your research, people. That's crazy. And you know, uh, the in the article, the, the people I heard, I was talking on the radio. So they're like, they were wondering if it was because of people making the mistake, or was it people thinking, well, well, they can't be the same name as them, so Zuckerberg won't buy them just for their name. So he'll buy that company, and if he buys the company, then that means that the shares are going to go up and. Meh. Meh. Yeah, either way. Yay, internet. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so we got a trailer for the second half of Masters of Universe Revelation. Yes. Yay! I'm Jen, excited. Jen just watched it right before we recorded. What do you think, Jen? I'm excited. I love Evil Lynn's look so very much to the point where I went back in the trailer to the 35-second mark and paused it to watch to see it more closely. That's really my big takeaway about this is that I'm super excited about Evil Lynn being the sorceress. Yep. I'm super excited about Tila getting her sorceress powers. And Orko might come back because you heard his voice at the end. Yep. I'm going to say this is one of the best things Kevin Smith has done in like the last 15 years. Yeah. Even better than Tusk? Or, or yoga hosers? Oh, I, to be fair, I didn't even go into yoga hosers. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I haven't seen those. Orko! But, uh, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see when it comes out, what the reaction is once we have the whole season as a whole, mm. considering how, how many people decided to try to take a shit on it in the, the first half of the season. Yeah, that's what the internet's for. Yep. Can't have a girl be a hero. Nope. And buy stocks and companies that have different names, the same names. Yeah. Uh, so that, and then uh, last weekend, uh, Hascon happened, mm-hmm. where we got a bunch of new toy reveals, um, which I'll be discussing in the next episode of Ooh, Tales from the Collectors. Look at that one. Podcast, Look Ryan. at that. Uh, that and we'll, but one thing we we will well, this is the real tease. By the time that this that episode happens, I will or will not have backed the HasLab Ghostbusters Proton Pack that I've been telling them to build for years. Go back in the past episodes, I told them to do it, and they're pretty much doing what I said to do. I'm pretty sure that means you're going to buy it. We shall shall listen. Because Brent needs one to play with, because I'm not letting him buy one, because that's basically the cost of a sofa. And we need a new couch. (laughs) Sorry, dear. No, anyway, not. that's my news. I know Kevin's got a few things to throw a at us. Things. The Saturn Awards uh, happened this week. Um, now, I follow the Saturn Awards just because I, I like award shows, but they're a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not go through all of them. I won't. Because <laughs> we, we did that a couple years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, so let's, <laughs> here's the highlights. The highlights. So the, this, this year's... Um, Saturn Awards were for films that through the end of the year 2020. So we're talking about movies that are over a year old. And the 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 movie that won the most awards, including best picture, best science fiction picture, and best director, was Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. When did that come out? The Christmas 2019. 
Pete's sakes. That, yeah. I think that's the biggest problem I've always had with the Saturn Awards in the last five years or however long we've been doing this podcast is they do not go with like it's just like what movies didn't get nominated for anything in the past three years that's in our category like it's so the eligibility period for films for this year's saturn awards was july 15th 2019 to november 15th 2020 um (laughs) what a load of bullshit yeah so um and then the other thing about the Saturn Awards is that anybody can vote. You just got to buy a membership to the Academy of Science Fiction, and I think it costs like 30 bucks. If we should that. do that. Um, Ooh, there's a Patreon. So that is, why, uh, that is why in the biggest upset in my mind is in the superhero television show category oh, no. where <laughs> the boys won for best television series okay no that's not over Watchmen. oh oh Oh, i wish you guys could see the face brent's making right now oh no 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 no, 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 i have a hard time calling Watchmen a superhero television series though comic book based the category is superhero superhero dr manhattan's a big part of it dude no. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan shows up at the very end of it, dude. Nah. Still, it's based on the comic. I and then I don't, I don't know. Like, Ryan does put again, up a good argument. Best comic book based, not superhero. Best actress on television went to Supergirl. Katrina Balfi, who plays Claire on Outlander. Over, oh, yeah, she's good. I don't know. She is. But is she better than Regina King on Watchmen? No. No. no, uh, no is she better than Sonequa Martin-Green on Star Trek Discovery? I don't think so Depends. Either. How many sex scenes do those two people do? Because that's pretty much all Outlander is. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, Whoa, two, two women I, watch I, I worked with, um, they were watching that show and talking about it in the office. What, Outlander? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this I guy that first, I work like, with. season and a half. Uh, who is also named Kevin came in and he's like, do you know even know what the show's about? i like, it's about a lot of sex, maybe time travel, and there are pirates. Like, that's all that I've gotten out of their conversation. I didn't get as far as the pirates, but yes, I think that's like two. season three or four yeah. by the sounds yeah. of things. Time travel, uh, Hot hot Scottish guy. Yeah. Then they get married and have lots of sex. So um, just to As go over a couple do. other categories. Best actor on television went to Patrick Stewart uh, for Picard. No, no, no. Um, best television. So they they make up categories so that shows can win. I yeah. think <laughs> like best television presentation under ten episodes went to The Mandalorian. Under ten episodes. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Best television show. Between what it is is best as streaming to service best, show. Well, best. They uh, at one point they did divide it into streaming and network. Yeah. And that doesn't work anymore because everybody best watches Best television everything. show that was put so, on um, Disney Plus. Superhero adaptation went to the boys. Science fiction series. Discover Star Trek Discovery. Fantasy series for all mankind, horror series Walking Dead. Never heard of for all mankind. What's that about? Oh, it's, it's an, an alternate history show on Apple Plus uh, about the space race. It's really good. What were the other nominees for that category? Uh, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, oh. Lock and Key, The Magicians, Outlander, The Twilight Zone, and The Witcher. I think all, I, I, all of those sound better than the one yeah. you just said. One uh, <laughs> action, action thriller television series, Better Call Saul, uh, animated series on television. 
Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Um, and then let me just go back to the movie categories quickly. Uh, comic to motion picture release, Joker. Science fiction film. Well, there, it, that wasn't a good period. That was like I know. pre. I know. I like just, it was only yeah, up against Birds of Prey, Bloodshot, New Mutants, and The Old Guard. Okay. No. I would still put the old guard. I would guard put the old guard. In, well, no. I can understand why Joker. Joker, because yeah. it's more of a movie movie. Joker's like a prestige kind guard. of film. Almost. Yeah, but it's like, uh, I just couldn't get into it. Science fiction film, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Fantasy film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that a fantasy movie? Yeah, because it's, an alternate, it's an alternate reality. reality. Yeah. Horror film, Invisible Man. Action adventure film, Mulan. Thriller film. I still haven't seen that. Uh, Knives Out. Animated film. Onward. International film. Parasite. Onward was good. I've heard good things about Parasite. Never watched so. it. Wait, did I see Onward? Yeah. I yes, did. we went and saw that in the theater. It was the last movie. The last movie that. we saw before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there you go. There's your Saturn Awards. The only other brief news item I had was that Disneyland raised their prices this week. Oh, so, so you timed it well then, didn't you? Yeah. They're uh, making it even more unaffordable just for Disneyland people to visit. Or both just Disneyland. Okay. Uh, and uh, so there are different prices depending on what tier of busy they think they're going to be. So a one-day ticket to one park at Disneyland starts at $104 if you go on a non-busy day. But it could cost you as much as $165. So but how do you know? They have a calendar that tells you what the price is. Okay. They but are they Saturday like and Sunday are busy. Or is it like Monday's so going like, to be busy, Tuesday's going to be not busy, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday are going to be busy. They probably look at their history. It <laughs> goes with historical data. Like you'll probably only pay that if you wanted to go on these days. You would pay that top premium price on Christmas, New Year's, and the 4th of July. Oh, well, I don't need to go in any yeah. of those times. Yeah. So I want to go They're trying the to mitigate school. crowds. By using price. Yeah. So. Well, that just means that the times that are quote unquote not busy are going to become much busier because exactly. they are the affordable times yeah, and not everybody can well, pay the $165 thing that, per ticket. The other thing that Disneyland has done is they changed their annual pass program. Mm-hmm. And so uh, annual pass holders have to make reservations, park reservations now. So you can't just show up at the park every day. You have to make a reservation to say you're coming to the park before you can get there. And people who've bought not the top tier Disney annual passes, but some of the lower tiers are finding that the days they want are already full and they can't go anyway. So they're buying passes. They've bought passes that they can't even use because the days they want to go have already had all the reservations. Now, a lot of this is still there on... Quantity, they have restrictions still in place, I assume, California? I think small ones, but I'm not sure how much it's restricted. Because anyway. then you have to wonder why is they why are they even bothering this crowd control stuff if if it's not being mandated. Well, the problem the problem that Disneyland specifically had in California was that they had sold a million annual passes. Like they were selling a million annual passes a year. Yeah, like if you listen to any podcast with people based out of California, that well, and Florida for that matter, is they like. All the hosts had like pass, season passes to Disney. Everybody bought a pass to Disneyland because you could buy it and pay for it monthly, so it wasn't super expensive. It was like fifty bucks a month or whatever. Honestly, if I lived that close to Disneyland, Disney World, whichever one's in Dis- California, Disneyland, yeah, either one of them. I would yeah. have a season. I would go there for dinner every week. Well, that like, was the just problem. Pop in the park, have a snack, and leave. That's the problem. That people were doing that, yeah. and everybody was doing that, and and. 
and the park was being clogged with annual pass holders who came and didn't spend any money. Right, they just use it as like their their neighborhood park, and they just they hung use it out as there. their Instagram yeah. background. Exactly, <laughs> and so me too. People <laughs> like me who go to Disneyland, you know, for a vacation, for a vacation, are we're finding it hard to get in, or you know, the park just felt really crowded all the time with all these people who were really there to just do nothing and hang out. We should go to the one in France instead. How oh, busy is that one? Not as busy as the ones in America. Well, Let's go the to the France way to get one. around that is for them to not be so greedy and not sell annual passes. Or at least not you know as many they not sell a million annual passes. If they don't want annual pass people to be showing up, that's the whole point of having a pass like that is to show up when yeah. you want to do what you want with it. Yeah. So restrictions in place, and what's the point of buying it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and so to change a little bit, uh, I read a story I read online about a guy who lived close to Magic Mountain in uh, California. He saved a lot of money in the past couple of years because he bought a Six Flags All You Can Eat Pass. Uh, you could buy as an add-on to an annual pass. It cost like one hundred and fifty dollars, and you could go to the park. And when he told me went to the park, he got. Your food was calm. Like every day? So he saved uh, hundreds of dollars on his food budget because the park was like next to his work. So he would like go on his lunch break and go to Six Flags and have a cheeseburger and then leave. You yeah. Know? And then after work, he would go to the park and have chicken balls and leave. So he went every day for like two years. Jesus. And he only spent $150. That was his entire food budget for the year. That's smart. <laughs> that is hey, like crazy smart. You found, a, you, you gamed the system. Yeah, good on good you. Good for you. Have, did they figure it out? And did they, no, well, no, I don't I'm think they ever did. He got married and his wife's like, I'm not eating at Six Flags every day. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, I can kind of agree and with. He said, but he said, could still do it for his lunches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he's half of his meals. Yeah, Canada's Wonderland has the same kind of thing, but they're I, not open year round. No, but I like I bought a season pass for Canada's Wonderland, and I didn't buy the food add on them. But I thought, you know, if I bought that, and then like after work every Friday went to Canada's Wonderland, had supper, like that's gonna pay for itself after uh, pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, it'd be pretty good if you worked in one of those businesses that are on the next street over. Like, if you lived in that area, but then don't you still have to pay for parking? Not with the annual pass level I have. Oh, really? You don't even have to pay for parking? Yeah, parking is included well, if you in my pass. one of those businesses, you can walk, you across, walk the across the street. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to Wonderland since I think Brent and I were dating last time. Yeah. I uh, we should go to Winterfest this year. Mm. That sounds cold. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> Christmas um, thing. So oh, okay. I, have a, I have a slight news item for the show before okay. we go into our review. Um, oh, right. I, I don't, forgot about the I, I tend to bring up wrestling every once in a while, but in this case, it pertains because uh, it sort of involves somebody we've had on the show before. Ooh. In uh, not in a good way, unfortunately. Oh. Um, a promotion called Ring of Honor, which we've had a former world champion PCO on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, they have shut down. Oh. Uh, they have done a hiatus for at least until spring of next year. They're doing one more show in December. And they've released all contracted talent, oh, which is not, not a particularly good sign. They're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting in the States. And there's there seems to be conflicting reports that their tape library is currently up for sale, which if that's the case, that's not a good sign. Well, 
to, or, add, to add to that, so my brother was texting me before we came up, and he had seen a report online that AEW was purchased was had made an offer on the on the library, which they should because two of their biggest guys right now. There's an extensive tape library in yeah. there that WWE does not own. Well, at the very least, it's another thing that they can th- use for them for them to have. To put out their own online on-demand service. Yeah, exactly. Right, if they get that whole backlog of, of you know, that library, well, then they say, okay, cool, there you go, blah. Because they don't have really their own back library yet yeah. because they're only like two years old. But it's a, it's like, it's just, you know, it's kind of sad because Ring of Honor was also one of those few corporations that like all their like contracted talent was home during the pandemic getting paid. Yeah. Like they didn't, they've been very COVID cautious. They weren't other than their pay-per-views. All shows did not have audience. And I guess numbers are sort of catching up and they got to figure out what to do next. So I just hope someone like that's where Dan Housen's home promotion is. I hope he lands somewhere. Cause well, he will. Cause the, or very the very, if he doesn't, the very least, He's got enough buzz and name going that he can do the Matt, the Matt Cardona route and just yep. pop up everywhere. Yep. And Jen likes Danhausen. I only know about the wrestlers from their vlogs. Yep. But you like Danhausen. I do like Danhausen. He's silly. Yeah. Danhausen, these are the ones that we watch. Danhausen, Ethan Page, Evil Uno, uh, the major wrestling figure guys. Yep. And the girl who likes Oreos. I like her. The, it, it, the uh, bunny. Yeah, the bunny. She is from Toronto originally. Yep. I want to send her Oreos from that I get at Centra that we eat on sna- Sailor Snacking. <laughs> it, it, so the interesting thing with that, just as a side note, the reason she does Oreos is they are a vegan-friendly cookie. Hmm. Yeah, that's like why Karina one of the can few eat them. Mass-produced ones. I did not know that. Yeah. Alrighty, so we go from the news to the reviews. We're talking Dune, a movie that's been Dune. highly anticipated by me. I, I'm not sure if any of the rest of you were. Yeah, you I was looking were. forward to it. I Kevin. knew it was going to look. I knew it was going to like. I have so many friends who are into it, who are saying you need to see this movie. So that's what that really got okay. me up. And Jen, I know, tried reading the book and didn't get far. And that's not due to Jen's reading level. It's just it's pretty dense. <laughs> That seemed like a backhanded comment. No, no, I was trying to make that was trying to be a compliment. You read a lot. I do read a lot. It's not that it's dense; it's just that I'm not big into reading science fiction. Yeah, like there's certain genres that I enjoy in different mediums. Mediums. Yep. Like, for some reason, I really like listening to audiobook mysteries, but I don't like reading them. I don't like reading sci-fi, but I like watching sci-fi. You know, it's just Mm. weird. Fantasy, that, I'll do an With video. that being said, this is the Denny Villeneuve version of Dune, starring an all-star cast. Well, oh yeah, okay. there were so a lot of famous people. Possible in there. spoilers for a little bit, and then they're not in the movie. Well, uh, it's not, spoilers for a sixty-year-old book. Yeah, that nobody's read except for Brett. <laughs> I, I, I Denny Villeneuve, but then they've seen the movie. Yeah, that, so that, it's still Patrick Stewart spoilers. in it. Yeah. Or like me, saw the uh, what was it, late '90s, early 2000s sci-fi miniseries. I have a burned copy of it downstairs somewhere. I yeah. own it on DVD and the sequel, Children of, Dune. Children of Dune. I've got both of those. I, I'm with Jen. I tried to read that book back when I was in high school, and I kept having to flip to the glossary, and I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. too much. Giant, like, the, the problem, the, the problem is it, that it? if the if it, if most of the words in the book are not recognizable. 
then it just makes it very difficult to read. But that was also 60s science fiction. Yes, yes. Um, And we'll get, uh, when we get to my review of it, of the movie, we'll kind of circle around back to that a little bit. But Jen, uh, given you couldn't get into the book, and have you ever seen the David Lynch version of this movie? I don't think so. So what did you think of the movie? I liked it. Um, I'm glad we watched it here so that I could clarify stuff with you a lot of times like okay so this is what's happening now right um and also to make my smart ass comments which was always fun um it was very pretty like oh, beautiful gorgeous this is why i told brent i would watch it again with him in, in the theater if he wanted to go because i would watch it again it, i really enjoyed it um yeah it, it, i don't it's hard to like kind of put it in words because it's just a part one mm. and it was long which which I didn't know it was part one going into it. No, until neither it pops did I. Saying part one, I didn't know it was, was part like, one until hmm. you gave it to us and said it's part one. And, and I even know, then, crap. I didn't know that they were splitting the book. And I just thought, well, maybe they're just calling it part one, like episode four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just this is part one. But then the next book is part two. And then the next book is part three. Mm. Not I, I wonder part if, one of two. if that's hurting it a little bit. But it, it's doing okay in the box office. Well, I hope that there's a part two because it left. It'll they have greenlit okay. part two as yeah. of this oh, week. Oh, that's good. So yeah, I liked. I really liked all of the the actors in it. I had a super fun making fun of the names. Um, Jason Momoa's character was Duncan Idaho. I can we'll circle around to that. So I kept calling him Duncan Hines, or Idaho Potato, or I think for a while I was calling him North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> there was one. I had, damn, I should have written it down. There was one you had last night that was actually really good. <laughs> Duncan Hines. That's that what I laughed at the most. Good. Um. I just I liked that there was it was a very it was a complex plot and I liked that it was engaging enough that I didn't feel the need to like knit or look at my phone or wander around or I mean I briefly wandered over to get popcorn but the kitchen's right behind us so I was like watching TV while the popcorn was going um so it it held my interest for the full full like what two and a half hours yeah mm-hmm. yes which you know as Brent loves to point out, is I don't have a very great attention span with certain things. Yeah. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it, and I would love to see part two. Um, I'm kind of upset that Zendaya was only in it for like six seconds at the end, other than the the dream sequences, which was vaguely creepy. Mm. Um, don't worry, you'll be seeing lots. Of, you know, you'll see a lot more of her in, in part in two. part two. Yeah, yeah. I figured. Um, well, there ain't much left from part one to be carried over in terms of cast. Yeah, and I was like, so like they build this with like all of these big characters or these big actors in it and like all of them dead. Except for uh, the mom and the, the kid. And Batista's still alive. And Batista, because he's one of the bad guys. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and is Stellan it Stalin Skarsgård? Stalin Skarsgård? I, I was, was like, so there's a Skarsgård in the fat suit. I'm trying he to remember so who it was. creepy. And Javier Bardem is still alive, too. Yes. And I'm trying to remember in the story. The evil Spoiler. bald planet was gross. The planet of the evil bald people? Uh, oh, the Harkonnens. But does, uh, doesn't Jason Momoa's character survive and show up later? I don't know. He got stabbed all it's the way through. It's been so long since I've watched Reddit, I honestly like, don't remember. There was another knife, and then he got up and did a Boromir and started killing things again and then dropped dead again, so... Mm. Yeah. But, you know, space. <laughs> Who knows? Yep. Kevin. Fear is the mind killer. I, um... I you went saw in, it on the big screen. I did. 
Uh, it's beautiful. And I was quite tired when I saw it, too. And it's so long that my screening on a Tuesday night started at 5.30. <laughs> like, that's what time I had to be at the theater to... Uh, to, to see the big, to see the beginning of the movie, but it's gorgeous. Like this film is is beautiful. Like say what you want, but Denis Villeneuve knows how to put an image on a screen. Yeah, yeah. no, it's very. Bright. Um, it's it's. I, I loved the feel of the of the tech, mm-hmm. which was um, you know, when Dune was written, you know, things futuristic could be anything but now we're living in a time where we've seen so much future tech that it takes some doing to come up with something original and i love the ornithopters mm. the, that they use is the that dra- what they're called yeah the dragonfly, yeah. dragonfly, the dragonfly helicopters? helicopters they were yeah. cool yeah which is exactly how he described them in the book uh, right yep so yeah uh, i like i, I loved that i loved uh i i just i loved the feel of it um I've listened to a couple of other reviews and in-depth stuff about it, and one thing that uh, you know it, that didn't really dawn on me on first watching is how this story is like a white savior story in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, yeah he's totally space uh, Jesus. Yeah. Space Jesus. Uh, I, I've heard also there's a lot of comparisons in to uh, Lawrence, of, Lawrence Arabia. of Arabia. I bet you can do, and I'm sure people have done some really good. Um, like I'm sure a lot of English majors have done some really good uh, interpretations and anal- analysis of this book. I'm sure, oh, yeah. Because just the fact that they that the the whole premise is that they're the the the, the I keep calling the Fremulons the, the Bene Gesserit the Fremen yeah the Fremen are being oppressed and and, kept and manipulated and manipulated but no but they're being kept in their oppression through manipulation yeah. of a savior that was invented by their oppressors. Yep. Yeah. And this is why this is, I think, what caught my interest the most in this movie is that I'm like, I want to know if he really ends up being Space Jesus. Yeah. Like, is that how it's going to end? That he actually is this savior that was cre- that were, was created mm. by the Empire to oppress the people, but then for some reason it still happens and comes true. Because mm. I'm like, that's cool. Well, I guess that, even that part all comes back to how you know the the how does the the magic and the power of the Benny Jesuits work because you know they're the ones that foretold this, and they'd been Are those working. Those the black nuns. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The magic. The, the... I just made up new names for all of them because I couldn't catch any other names. Well, because you know, <laughs> they were talking about they were supposed to be building. You know, they, they were that's, they were building to this male savior, but that she wasn't. You know, the yeah. his mother wasn't supposed to be the one that she was supposed to bear a daughter. And then the daughter, you know, I guess her, their, that daughter was supposed to be the either be the savior or bear the savior so, to bring the houses together and blah blah blah. But this, okay, so but it's the the savior that the that the black nuns were creating through their bloodlines is supposed to be the same one as the one that they were preaching to the the Fremulons. Yes and no. Or are they supposed to be... Because like, it was the the Fremen... Uh, the, Fremen the, the Fremen. The Fremen. Fremen. Yeah, the Fremen. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to call them... I was going to call them the um, <laughs> No, the, well, the Betty Jesuits were the ones that, in, you know, that apparently that implanted the, the thought like that of that savior in their right. history to them. Yeah. So, yeah. So they've been you know, they're working towards this because they've been just manipulating yeah. all that. Okay. I don't know. I thought that part so was So back super to cool. Kevin. Anyway, what did sorry, you think Kevin. of the movie? I, like, I, it looked it was, gorgeous. It was but... riveting. So like I said, I was quite tired. I went after work on Tuesday night. And 
I did not fall asleep. Oh, good <laughs> so, for you. Yeah, uh, because this movie was riveting. It really it, because it's so lush to look at. Because it really is a great story, which yeah. is interesting to say, considering like ninety percent of the set is desert. Yeah, like it's dirt, and but it's still gorgeous it's to look beautiful. at. Beautiful, it's beautiful. The desert and, can be very beautiful. Yeah, no, I know, but it's it uh, takes something to capture that on film. Yeah, yeah. You know, I loved I loved images like the. Um, the soldiers hiding under the sand and coming up. Through. Oh yeah, mm. I thought that was really cool. The um, the the they called it a tent, but it was really like this dome that let them sort of hide out in a sand dune. Uh, um, I even the um, I the architecture of the, of the the houses. Yes, like you can see in the background all of the like. Um, Glyphs and things, intricate mm-hmm. carvings in the backgrounds. They were really like, pretty. And and the, I mean, no the f- furniture though. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's gorgeous. And um, I don't know if they did a super job of explaining why the spice was so important. Oh, they it's never MacGuffin do. Spice. It's, it's the it's MacGuffin m- of the the movie. Well, yeah, but it, it's also a, it does whatever for interstellar plot, space yeah. travel. Yeah, but it's it does whatever plot needs it to do. Yeah, it's it, it's the thing the, the universe revolves around. They've never really, I don't know, as far as I know, in the first Dune movie, the miniseries, and I'm assuming in that first book, they never really get into what the you know, the spice and all, other than the guys that control the that navigate the spaceships that you know, which everybody needs to be able to do international uh, international yeah. interstellar travel. Um, they need the spice. Yeah. If they if, the, if they don't uh, if they don't have the spice, they can't do their yeah. thing. That's why they had to get stuck. those all those shipments out. Oh, I yeah. assume that the people who are flying interdimensionally or whatever it was intergalactically, yeah. are like high on spice because yeah, it's exactly. a hallucinogen, well, yeah. and then that lets them see the spaceways. Exactly. That's what I'm and assuming. That's, that's, they they yeah. don't really say they that. Don't Other than are they that dump it in their engines? I don't yeah. know. No, it's for them to be able to. Yeah, but I know it makes navigate. it yeah, makes the fremulons high. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but even that, it's treated more like how marijuana is exactly. used by Rastafarians. It's not like oh, I, th- I was thought you were going to say like how. No, it's not necessarily like the Fremen don't use it just to get high. It's a sacrament that yeah. gets you high. I know, but you went not Rastafarian, and I thought you were going to go a Native American. Oh, Native American is very good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this film, and I'm glad that part two was greenlit because uh, oh, it would so suck if it I'd be did. mad because yeah. it would be it would be terrible if we don't get the conclusion to this story. Yeah, well, and he's talking about doing a part three, like a Children of Dune, or well, who God knows? Emperor Depends on how Dune many they've got to split it. There's how many Dune novels? <laughs> okay, twenty-one. So, but there's <laughs> not only all five of them are, Frank Herbert. Yeah, not all of them are. Or, by sorry, him. six Frank Herbert books. Yeah. It's got one, the main novel and four sequels. Yeah. And then his son and Kevin J. Anderson have been writing tons of books since. Yes, and I noticed Kevin Anderson was a consultant on this film yeah. too. Well, he, him and I want to say it's Brian Herbert have been like they've been the the yeah. flag wavers for Dune in yeah. for the last thirty years. I will end my little segment by saying that no one grows a beard like Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, that was an impressive beard. <laughs> and Evan, if you're listening, this is for you. Look at my beard. <laughs> Weird. Uh, Inside jokes on the podcast. Yeah, my old podcast, Two Assholes Talking About Nerd Stuff. We did an audio commentary to the original Dune, and we were all very drunk, very, very drunk. And there was one character 
I I, I want to say it was the Duke. I honestly don't remember because one, I haven't seen the David Lynch movie in quite some time, and two, the last time I saw it, I was hammered. And I just remember my buddy Evan going every time he came on on screen was look at my beard. <laughs> just <laughs> anyways. Ryan, you have seen the sci-fi miniseries, which yep. we both enjoyed, but we both agreed the last time we spoke about it. Good, but effects were oh, on the cheap side even at that time yeah. and now look pretty terrible. What did you think of this film? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I was, I was Like I said, I didn't know it was going to be just a part one. So for a while there, as it's going along, I'm like, I'm like okay, we're two hours in. We're not even out in the desert yet. Where the hell's Zendaya? <laughs> um, and it's like, okay, okay, cool. Now we're out in the desert. Cool. Um, there's all the stuff that happens to him now, and then them coming back and in, in, in the big battle again going to happen in this last half an hour because uh, that sucks if they're going to squeeze all that and then, you know they do the, all this other stuff for two hours and then the, the good stuff for in a half an hour. Mm. But, uh, oh, no, it was just a part one with a, a part two at that point to yet to be determined. Uh, now, so I did, you know, it did feel like a two and a half hour movie to me when I was oh, watching okay. it, it kind of felt like it was going on, but I think part of that was because I was anticipating the rest of the story uh, could be. that I wasn't going to get. Mm. Oh yeah. I Cause I didn't that. realize that, you know, that it was only part one. So I kept thinking, okay, when are we getting through this, when are we getting, you know, getting into other stuff when he's, you know, becoming, you know, what he becomes and yeah, no spoilers. I haven't seen it. Yeah. At but, least no spoilers for the part that hasn't come out yet. Uh, the the sandworms are awesome. Yeah, oh, and they yeah, went they, a, cool. they went a slightly different route with the design yeah. on it too, which was good. I kind of want to see someone do an edit, but make them look like the sandworms from the cartoon Beetlejuice. <laughs> there are already those memes floating around okay, out good. there, sir. I'll find <laughs> if, I know if someone hadn't done it, they will. So, <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, yeah, the acting was great. They were great. The, the stories, they're, they're telling the story well. Mm. The acting is solid. The, the, you know, it looks beautiful. Um, the special effects are on par. Like they're on point. Oh, yeah. Whatever. They, they, they did a good job. Yeah, I, you can tell they spent money on this. It's also a movie that I'd be very curious to see the making of, to find out how much of that desert is digital. Yeah. You know, like, I know, part, like, you know, like in the vast expanse of some of it's got to be. But like it looked so real all the way through. I'm very mm-hmm. curious what's not. Yeah. No. But uh, no. Yeah. I look forward to the next movie, which we won't see for a couple of years. Because, yeah. Because they haven't even started shooting no, it yet. Yeah. The, if they, they're hoping to start shooting it in 2022, mm. so next year. Yeah. Well, yeah. then we're gonna have to rewatch this movie in 2022. Well, well yeah. Because um, I won't remember it. No. I really enjoyed it. Um, this is a book that, like, I didn't read until high school. Uh, a guy that uh, weirdly is no longer with us, and I ha- still have his copy of the book, which is kind of Thief. odd now thinking about it. No, it's a, it, it like passed through a couple hands before it got to me. Okay. I just happened to notice the last time I went to read it, his name was written on in it. I'm like, oh shit, this is Matt's book, and he's now been deceased for a couple of years. Hmm. Um. But uh, it's what it's. I really liked it, but there's certain parts of it that, like, I understand why they don't change them. But at the same time, they're definitely a relic of a science fiction book from the '60s. Okay. 
Duncan Idaho. Oh, like we have all names? this fantastic stuff, and we have a character named Duncan Idaho. <laughs> but you you can't win with it. You change the name, yeah, and people will just bitch about yeah. it all the time. You you don't change the name. You you're like his name is Duncan Idaho. Yeah. Um. To that end, uh, uh, I, I think all the actors were really good in this. Like it's, it's also kind of a testament to Denny Villeneuve is just he's gotten the clout at this point that people like, you know, um, what's his face, uh, Quentin uh, Tarantino. No, no, no. Um, Bob the Builder. That guy the, from the, that. The thing. guy who plays Thanos. Uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. The guy from the thing. He like he worked with him on Sicario, and was willing to come back for I'm guessing like a week of shooting. Like he's not in that movie, this movie that long really, yeah. and and it's just because he likes working with that director and that there there's something to that that like he got him Oscar Isaacs, and and like other people. Um, I don't remember his name, but the guy who played Pokemon Dot Man in Suicide Squad's in this movie. He's the Harkonnen aide guy, the the not Batista, the yep. other one that gets the talk. Um, but between that, it just looks fantastic. Like a lot of it looks, as Kevin mentioned, like that it's straight out of the book, and or how I always thought of it, hearing it described in the yeah. book. I like how they did get they started to, well, uh, they did do a little bit of explaining how important water is to the freeman yes and mm-hmm. like spitting on someone at somebody is actually a big sign of respect because mm. you're sharing your water with them oh that was so gross where they made coffee out of spit i'm like bah. i get it but <laughs> but uh on a whole like i like I, I i saw it at home i now want to see it in the theater to see it on you the go grandiose to IMAX to see it uh, maybe but uh Overall, I think we can recommend this if you're into that sort of science fiction. Oh yes, yeah. If you're into a good, this is kind of this is a hard science fiction. Uh, it's just because it's, uh, well, not well, hard no, science. no. Hard science fiction is more is like yeah. actually more it's, like your um, is my is expanse. expanse. But to me, this one's a bit of a hard one because, like I said, it, it it's good. It's not it the fastest. It throws pace. a lot at you, and it's not you know, the it, it, it kind of. It doesn't you know, go at the fastest pace either. No, it's not a fast-paced film. No. no. But, it, like, Denny Villeneuve makes high-end genre movies. Yeah. Yes. Like, like yes. Sicario is a really well-done action film. Yep. And The Arrival and Blade Runner, both very high-end science fiction films. This oh, I didn't one, realize it was well. the same director as the as, as that that Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Still not seen that movie. No, not the original. I haven't seen it. In a weird I'm way, not a Blade Runner guy. Uh, yeah. Me neither. What's wrong with both of you? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it'll, yeah, go see it if you're into that kind of thing. I we agree. are, and we really liked it. That brings us to the end of the episode and Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Ryan's going first. I watched uh, the second season of Lock and Key on Netflix. Oh, nice. Uh, it came out last week or two weeks ago. I think it might have come out the You've weekend. already burned through the entire season? Well, it's only 10 episodes. Still. I think it came out the same weekend. Actually, you know, the same weekend as Fandome, like that yep. weekend. So it's been two weeks. Uh, it didn't take long. I burned through that. Uh, it's pretty good. It was, you know, um, 
I'd say it's at least as good as the first season. Mm-hmm. Now, first season is more of a discovering the keys and having a little more fun with all that. Yes. Second season. Shit gets real. You know, second season, they don't really discover anymore. You know, there's a few keys that they discover. It's more of a uh, still trying to deal dealing with the outcome of some of the keys and still dealing with the, the, the villains. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, if you watch the first season, then we have for sure watch the second season. All right. Lock and key from Ryan on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Next. Who wants to go? I watched yesterday the first episode of Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, I watched that too. It is quite fun. I really quite liked it. It is, it is Nickelodeon Star Trek Prodigy. So they're telling you in the op- in the credits that it's this is a show for kids. And it's the animation style gives me a Star Wars animation vibe. Did you feel Ryan like uh like maybe like a Clone Wars? Maybe at the very least I thought you know that this it didn't scream Star Trek. Right. Other than one or two of the alien species that they that they yeah. see, and I guess they're this out in the Delta Quadrant. It's in the Delta Quadrant, but but it's close enough to the border that there are some recognizable aliens, like we saw. Uh, the one guy, the engineer of the ship, is a Tellarite. We've seen those, that species before. Oh, okay. The the only it, one I recognized was the, was the name of the one of the ones dropping off the. Uh, the cat person as the the bounty hunter there like when they're bringing in that oh yeah he was Cause a Kazon because those were bad guys from from the early Delta Voyager yeah. yeah and and the cat person she's a Cation just like Doctor Taana that's what I assumed Odex. and uh, there uh, the 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 guy who's like an energy being who built his own suit yep. uh, Fugitive Zero he's a Medusin which was a, a species that we saw on the original series okay. Um, but it, it's got a pretty simplistic plot. Um, kids escape from uh, some kind of penal colony, uh, and um, oh, more of a slave, yeah, slave like, labor camp. Yeah, we're not sure why they were there. Our lead character is from an alien species that he's the only one of we've ever met, and he's the only one of he's he's ever seen. He, yeah, he doesn't even know what he is. So. And Aww. there's a bad guy who wants this ship. And uh, he's going to be chasing them. So in, tr- in, in typical kids' action-adventure animation, we've got a bad guy chasing a bunch of good, of good kids. That found a spaceship. That has a hologram Janeway on it. Yep. Uh, and it's fun. And yep. um, it's got really great music. I, I hope they turn off Holloway, uh, hologram Janeway as like nonchalantly as she always turned off the doctor. <laughs> that could be funny, uh, but she's there to teach them how to become a Starfleet crew. So um, I think it'll be fun, and I can't wait. They did show two episodes this week. Are yeah. they both on Crave? Uh, it was forty-five minutes, so it, it was it was on Crave. It was as one forty-five minute. Oh, really? So I, okay. So that was an extra long episode. The episodes are going to be only like twenty-three minutes. Oh, right, okay. Going forward, uh, I was but, wondering because it was a weird time. It was only like. It was something like 38 minutes long or something. That's why I thought... No, it was 40, 
45 was what it said on my credit. Oh, did it? Oh, okay, I thought it said like 30-something. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, it drops on Thursdays on Crave, and I think it's on CTV Sci-Fi as well. Yes, it is, because we saw ads for it uh, when we were watching AEW Wrestling on right. Wednesday night. But Star yeah. Trek Discovery starts in less than three weeks now, too, so we're going to have two Star Trek shows on TV at the same time. How exciting <laughs> is that? Jen. Um, I, I don't think I did this as a geek pick already. Uh, I started watching The Orville. Did I do this as a geek pick? No, you haven't, because I know I have years ago. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of Seth MacFarlane at all. So get past the first episode and you'll be fine. In like pretty anything he's ever done, I've not liked great really well. So that's why I never watched The Orville, because I was just like, oh, it's going to be all fart and dick jokes and, you know, making fun of fat people. And I don't like that. Um, But it's really good. (laughs) So I'm like... That Three. first episode's a little rough, the pilot, because it's yeah. very much, uh, okay, this is, Seth MacFarlane does Star Trek. Yeah. But then, um, it, then it becomes a much better show. Yeah, so my friend Dee, uh, who's a big Star Trek fan as well, uh, and I know you recommended it, Ryan, but again, see previous statement about yeah, yeah. how I dislike Seth MacFarlane. Um, she said, you know, because she, she doesn't like him either, so she's like, you should watch this, it's actually pretty good. So I was like, ah, what the hell, I need something to watch at lunch, because I finished watching The Owl House. Um <laughs> And it's it's really good. I've been enjoying it. So I'm like three episodes in or so. Oh, okay. Not very that. far yet. But um, the fact that every time Seth MacFarlane talks, I only ever hear the dog on Family Guy. I have to <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, because that's pretty much his natural speaking voice. Yeah. So it's not a hell of a lot of difference. But um, the his um, ex-wife slash lieutenant yep. is the girl from shield yep, yep. played Adrian Palicki, yeah was, i like her also the girl from gi joe yeah i like yeah. her yeah um, she's good in it and there was uh, who's the guy who plays gordon he looks super familiar too but i forgot where i've seen uh, him from. i haven't watched the show so which I one's gordon uh the engineering guy his buddy that he's like oh, oh no sorry the helmsman his the buddy helmsman. Who oh, he's like yeah, oh, yeah no he's i don't know helmsman. i don't know what he's from yeah i'll have to look him up later anyway what do you you must love the security officer though mm-hmm the security officer? Boy, where's she from? I just figured the character. You must really enjoy Oh, not, yeah. No, I do like her. She's yeah. cute. Um, and she reminds me of Radu from Space Cases, if anybody remembers oh, that I Nickelodeon remember that show. show. That was Peter David's show. Yeah, that's mm. a good show, too. Um, and the Not Wharf character? The Not Wharf. Oh, yeah. He's fun. <laughs> so, I mean, I like it because it's like if Star Trek was relaxed. It's like Star Trek is very rules driven and very military in its like in, in how the ships are run and stuff like mm. that. And um, the Orville is like, <laughs> you know, on the uh, over the overcom, they're like, get your ass on the bridge. <laughs> and I kind of like that because I thought, again, I thought it was going to be a lot more crass and gross than it is, but mm. it's actually pretty good. And and uh, the episode that I just watched about uh, the not wharf character uh, laid an egg and was born female and their their race is all male and so then it was like this whole thing about whether or not this child should have uh, a gender change which is basically like a circumcision in their uh, in that alien's culture or if that's something morally and ethically wrong and there was this big debate about it and I'm like this is actually pretty interesting yeah so. they do a few really good like you know social questioning type, gray zones yeah, yeah uh, episodes and then there's even more there's more episodes 
include for that storyline too. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested in seeing where it goes. But as soon as there's an episode about how, uh, you know, there's violent diarrhea or something, I'm out. Because that was that stupid Wild West movie so, that uh, ended in a big shit off, and I was I like, "This watched. is." Oh. Yeah, but that's not him. That that Wild Wasn't West wasn't that movie. him. No, that he's in it. Yeah, a, big a million off, wa- uh, a million ways to die. Oh, is West. that happening? I never watched. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. I think of Wild West movies with diarrhea, and I think of that horrible Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I turned I that movie that off after the second time the donkey had horrible diarrhea and shot somebody across the room. I watched the first few episodes of The Orville when it aired originally. And my problem with it, I so I and I stopped. It wasn't the level of humor because it, there wasn't as much flat out comedy as I thought there was going to be in it. But it just felt to me like it was somebody saying, "Well, Star Trek: The Next Generation was the best TV show ever, so let's remake Star Trek: The Next Generation." Yeah, it's like a cross between like they're trying. To, I'm not saying it is, but it's like a, they're trying to cross between the Next Generation and Galaxy Quest. Yeah, and and it just. And the thing is, is that if you go in knowing that that's what they're aiming at, yeah, I, I, you can get past it. But I can see how... I may give it another chance yeah. because my Galaxy Class co-host, Amy, loves the Orville. Yeah. And um, But to me, it just like it feel, I felt like it was trying too hard to be Star Trek. And I'm like, well, why watch this when I can just watch Star exactly. Trek? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. No, and I get that. And I think that was probably one of the reasons why I didn't want, uh, why I didn't want to watch it when it first came out. Uh, but, you know... Why not? Give it a sh- and then it's the same thing like with Brooklyn Nine Nine, where I just like what's his face in yeah, everything. Andy Sandberg. Yeah, but after Brooklyn Nine Nine, now I'm like, okay, maybe he's not a big ass. Palm Springs oh, was pretty you need good. To Palm, watch Palm Springs. Springs. Yeah, Palm Springs was good. I, I watched seen that. that. One yet. I want to. Uh, I haven't right. seen it. So the Orville from Jen. Yeah. So good call, Ryan. The the interesting thing is my pick is sort of. In the same kind of vein as Jen's, but completely different genres. Um, I picked up a trade paperback this week and absolutely fell in love with it called Maniac of New York from Aftershock uh, Comics. It is written by uh, Elliot Kalan, who is a writer for The Daily Show. MST3K, like the the new, the network flicks version, and um, he is responsible for a Spider-Man meme that I had no idea about. You know that Spider? You've seen the panel of Spider-Man talking to Saron. Felt like how he like with all your medical knowledge, you could cure cancer. And oh, Saron yeah. <laughs> replies back, "But I don't want to cure cancer. I want to make people to dinosaurs. I want to turn people into that dinosaurs. comes from one of his Spider-Man issues. Oh, okay, yeah, like or Spider-Man and the X-Men or something like that. Yeah, Spider-Man and the X-Men. It comes from oh, yeah, that yeah, series. That series. Okay, I've had, I have I I have those that series. Yeah, and that was it, Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. And it's uh, drawn by uh, Andrea uh, Multi. Uh, Matoli, he an uh, Italian artist that's uh, like kind of like watercolors. Yeah. So the concept for the book, it, it is part horror comic and like all really good horrors, uh, a bit of satire. So picture like a Friday the Thirteenth Jason Voorhees slasher character, right? Okay. Big mask murders everybody who gets in his way. Shows up in New York in 2016. Now, what we know from movies like this is you can't kill this thing. He just keeps going. You think he's dead and he pops back up and murders. And he takes root into New York. So what do you do at that point? You treat him like 
basically like bad weather or or a hurt like to a severe extent like a small hurricane that is located in New York and moves around. There are traffic reports that like like you know like oh traffic on the I ninety five is bad today. Oh and Harry the maniac is out there. Better not go outdoors unless you have to in that neighborhood if that's where you live. <laughs> and it's it's based around two things. The the idea of it is there's one borough of New York where he doesn't go. And that has driven uh, uh, property values sky high in that neighborhood because oh. he doesn't go there. He doesn't murder anybody. Yeah. It's a safe zone. And the, the comic is about this woman who has taken on – she is part of the mayoral task force to try and get rid of Harry the Maniac. Now, as part of it – so the story starts in 2016. She comes on to the task force in 2020. So he's been, been kicking around New York for a while now, and she gets there, and she's literally her office is like a small, like small office with a desk and a court board. And the guy who shows her, it's like, yeah, they really slashed the budget after the second year, because what the fuck do you do about this guy? So it's her, and she ends up teaming up with a cop who is on the cop side of the task force, who has basically been put there because she narked on her former partner, yep. and so they don't—they've just put her into the shit job. job. And you see stuff like, like there's murders here and there, and the the like cops are like, eh, I think Harry did this one, and like Harry doesn't use guns, you idiots. Are you sure he didn't? Like, <laughs> like he's just using it his catch-all. It was a lot easier if you oh, I'll just chalk it up to Harry. Yeah, but it, it, it's a very interesting take on the the concept. Yeah. And like, there's like it still has the Friday the Thirteenth level of carnage in it because he is not like he's not a joke of a character, but it's showing like everything that goes around it when you like in sort of a real-world situation that a character like this would exist. Like, if he's in New York and he's not going anywhere, you just kind of have to work around him and hope he doesn't murder you next. <laughs> and, I, like, I'm really curious to see... Like, they, the first trade is very self-contained, but lays some seeds for future stories. Like, okay. we know... He won't go into this certain area, and but nobody seems to know okay. why. It also seems like he does have a weakness that they sort of try on him, but they're not sure. So it's it, it's very interesting. It's from Aftershock Comics. It's called uh, Maniac in New York, and I recommend it. Nice. Cool. It was it was it's also nice because it's not like a, a big publisher either. Aftershock is fairly mid level to small, but. Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, in two weeks, we shall be returning with uh, probably Eternals, Eternals. I, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I hope so. In the meantime, uh, Ryan, where can everybody find you? Uh, find me on Instagram at Tales from Collectiverse, and find me here uh, the third Thursday of every month with a brand new episode of Tales from the Collectiverse. And possibly at your door delivering Uber Eats or uh, DoorDash when he has to pay for a proton pack that he may or may not be getting. <laughs> <laughs>
No, no, no. I won't have to do that to pay for that. I was doing all that stuff just to pay for my bills. I, I, I'm kind of <laughs> thinking of doing that too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Kevin, where can people find you? So uh, we're doing a uh, couple other podcasts, The Stage Whispers, the local theater podcast. That's still going, going strong. And Galaxy <laughs> Class is also still going strong. The four of us are having a good time doing that Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. So you can find me there and on... Many social medias. Jen. Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Sailor Snacking. Um, still and your on other hi- one. Still on hiatus because uh, we haven't gotten around to recording the rest of Sailor Moon R, but we will get there. Uh, and I have a new Instagram uh, inspired by Tales from the Collectorverse called uh, Dolls and Ponies, where I post pictures of my toys, which is mostly dolls and ponies. Nice. I had a little spa day today, so there's pictures up there now of... Uh, the, the some vintage toys that I got at recent toy shows and outings, um, and they had a little bath. <laughs> yeah, I saw your your picture of that. I'm like, that's cute. The real ones in the bathroom still. They're drying off. <laughs> you can go look. You're restyling them, are you? Yeah. So well, when you buy that and just cleaning them. Yeah, yeah. when you buy dolls uh, and, or any kind of toys that have hair, um, especially if you get them vintage, like from Value Village or from yeah. like a garage sale or something, their hair is usually all matted and tangled and gross. Yeah. So you have to give them a and, little bit of a bath. And on the off chance, uh, they're, uh, they're listing shout outs to Heroes in London, the uh, the comic shop, which we we bought some toys at Yes, recently. and shout out to uh, uh, my, two my two uncles, uncles in Hamilton. Uh, they are at my number two uncles. Uh, they have a great selection of vintage uh, Barbies, and they are going to be my go-to Barbie shop for the next little while, I'm sure. And, and they gave me a super deal on a set of LJN British Bulldog figures. And they are honestly two of the nicest men you will ever meet. Yeah, they offered us coffee. When was the last time you went to a toy shop and they offered you drinks? Yeah. <laughs> so find them on Instagram, too. Very cool. Yep. And for me, uh, I do this show, and I occasionally appear on other people's podcasts. Uh, right now, um, I think it's called Geek Harder is what they're throwing their their yes. Patreon content on. Geek Hard, our, our friends over there, had me on to talk about the original uh, John Carpenter film Halloween, and that's up. Um, I saw your picture on their Facebook at post for it. Yeah, they they was, wanted a was, decent picture. It was uh, was it from your wedding? Yes, as you say, because you were decked out and all uh, snazzy. The, and, uh, the best picture I have of me is for my wedding. <laughs> um, that uh, wasn't seven years ago or anything. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. And uh, so I've been on a couple of their shows. And yeah, you got to go behind the paywall. I believe, don't quote me on this, is that the plan is Patreon first and eventually they will be released in public a couple months down the road. Smart. Um, beyond that, I uh, also have a mixed cloud show on Black Donnelly Radio. It's called The Dark Side. It's goth and industrial. And even though it's past Halloween by the time you're listening to this, I did a Halloween episode. And it's two hours of Ooh. spooky music. So it, it was a lot of fun to put together. The Halloween. My favorite episodes to do are the Halloween and the Christmas episode. I was, especially last year's Christmas episode, I had a lot of fun with, but I had restrictions due to language and such. Yes. This year, those chains are off, baby. So. <laughs> it's the internet, and everything goes I, on the I, internet. There's one song in particular I can get away with that I wanted to use last year, but I'm like, by the time I'm done editing this, it's just going to sound it's like noise. Beep, 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 beep. Yep, so I'm not even going to use it. But this year, I can, and nice. not worry about it. 
So that's it. Uh, join us in two weeks for probably review about Eternals, the Ooh. latest Marvel movie and the, the most recent in quite some time. So uh, take care and uh, stay happy and healthy, everyone. Happy Halloween. See ya. Halloween's Bye. over. Set your phasers to Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. So set your phasers to sexy.